Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the PHNX Rising Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. I'm Ramon Chavez. Super happy to be here. And as always, my partner, Owen Evans. How you doing, sir? You know full well how I'm doing, Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say it on air, but if you want to talk talk about it, that's all you. No, no, we're good. We're good. The, uh, the drugs make the pain go away. <laughs> So, yeah, so I've been told, yeah, exactly. Um, Legal drugs now, prescription drugs, not. (laughs) Right. Uh, To answer Michael's question, I ran out of albums. I have a couple of them, but I know I have a streak going, so I don't want to disappoint you, but hopefully I can get some cool ones uh, pretty soon. But, yeah, they'll be back up. But in the meantime, we just got a little Funko guy over here. He's from uh, Andor, which is the new uh, Star Wars show that's coming up. Anyway. Uh, great show for you guys today. It's going to be a fun one. We're going to obviously talk about the game this weekend. Rising will be traveling to El Paso, the Sun City, to face off against El Paso Locomotive. Uh, we're going to talk about that, give our predictions, and uh, hear your thoughts. We also want to hear how you're feeling about that game. Um, of course, we're going to take a look at around the USL. So it's never a dull week in the USL. That's what I've come to find out uh, from covering it this year. So it's, uh, we're going to certainly talk about that. And, of course, uh, we're going to give our Champions League takes, I guess. Uh, the Champions League draw for 2022-2023 happened today. It was a fun, eventful night. No Man U, so I kind of wasn't really paying that much attention but it was uh fun nonetheless uh oh and before we do get started i do want to talk to everybody in regards to four peaks our sponsors uh they're going to be having uh well they're going to be hosting us at their location there on 8th street and tempe and we're going to be having our monthly last wednesday which is basically where all the shows happen at four peaks where you guys can join you know you got the coyotes crew the phnx bet uh, guys, the Suns podcast, Sun Devils, everybody's going to be there um, and you guys can join them there. And also speaking of last Wednesday, they'll be uh, we'll be announcing our next winner for the Toast of the Month. Uh, so if you guys haven't yet, make sure to sign up for that one. You guys get a Four Peaks $50 gift card, PHNX shirt of your choice, a PHNX annual membership. And it's just fun, man. Get free stuff just by supporting us here at PHNX. And of course, you guys can also get some beer if you're down there. So make sure to do that. And just remember, you must be 21 years or older to participate and drink. So make sure to enjoy responsibly. All right. You can definitely enjoy some before the game that night as well, by the way, on the 31st. Rising That's playing true. that night against RGV. So maybe go to four peaks in the pregame. Definitely, definitely. Whew, I feel like I've already done a lot of talking today. <laughs> but Owen, uh, huge game coming up this Saturday, of course. The Guerra era will begin. Uh, so it's going to be an eventful night. Hopefully, we're going to have some good news at the end of the game with uh, during our live postgame show. But how are you feeling heading into this game? We talked about, uh, you know, Juan Guerra uh, a lot on Tuesday and how things might change a little bit. But what are you expecting to see? I feel as though we don't really know 
it's easy to say kind of okay he wants to institute a possession based kind of or a more possession based kind of a team uh it's easy to say we're expecting to see some players back that maybe we haven't seen in recent weeks but to an extent we really don't know um by his own admission one on tuesday pointing out the fact that look this this week the the emphasis has to be on getting them to understand the game model and mm. You can't rush that sometimes. Look, these are professional players. Yes, of course they can. They they should be able to adapt to pretty much any kind of system that they they're asked to adapt to, as long mm-hmm. as it it matches with their own skill sets. But it still can take time. These things can take an extra couple of weeks, especially because things are coming really, really thick and fast now. Um, three games over these next the eight days, starting on Saturday. So. From Rising's perspective, it's hard to tell exactly what we're going to see. Also, because it's got to be rotation. That's yeah. the thing about a three games in eight days. You're not going to see the same 11 guys you'd have thought at least starting every game. Mm. Um, th- there's just a lot, isn't there? <laughs> it really is. Now, the focus, yeah. of course, one said this was on the uh, on looking how to counter El Paso with their 4-3-3. How do you do that? And I'm sure we will delve into the uh, specifics of certain players to watch or, or who've left uh it's since rising last met this team but um yeah i'm I, i'm not quite sure what we're going to see but yeah at least it feels as though i think a lot of people who have been struggling with wanting a change over recent weeks mm-hmm. can just take a breath it's a new start and we're just gonna have to see what comes out of it yeah, you know, I'm I'm super intrigued to see how the lineup will will set up on Saturday. Uh, you know, Juan usually plays with the back line of three. That's the system he played with Oakland this season. Very heavy possession based. Uh, you know, uh, if you if you guys were able to check out the USL website today, Nick Murray uh, kind of dives in a little bit on the differences between the systems, and you know, he highlights the the percentages of possession where Oakland was one of the league leaders in possession, while uh rising was not uh this season and, and you can tell the differences between the rick sean system and and gara's system and you know even he even addressed it during the press conference where he's saying hey you know he and rick and i we butted heads a lot a lot of the times because he gara wanted more possession and rick was all about going vertical and just exploiting those counter attacks and i and i can understand both sides as well uh as far as the coaching philosophy but the question is is he going to implement his entire philosophy during the first game and are the players going to be ready to adapt to that? Now, if you ask me, I don't know if that's going to happen because it's such a short time, you know, from coming in Monday to Saturday. So if, you know, I could I could definitely see a 4-3-3 being thrown out there, but just saying, hey, guys, keep the possession, you know, make sure to take your time and exploit those spaces. But to go from, you know, a 4-3-3 to the back line of three, that's, that's a big change. So I don't know if the players are ready for that. And again, they're professionals. They can definitely adapt, but... Are they going to be successful if they do adapt? But here's the thing. The other system wasn't working this year. Now, admittedly, that's probably not because of player talent. It's mm-hmm. more down to just the atmosphere that was within that team uh, at the time. Mm-hmm. Now, you'd hope that that's turned around quite a bit. You'd hope that that will actually coax the players to put in you know, what, what is actually their best performance and that we'll hopefully see that on the field on yeah. Saturday. We will see a team that is motivated, that wants to come out and, and put this in. I mean, at the end of the day, and to Scott's thing here about does it play to the players' strengths, it's interesting because the old system didn't for some players, clearly, yeah. uh, based on the fact that Rick would bring players in and they were uh, 
not really in a position that existed in his system. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Um, it's. Yeah. I, I'm still in that hesitant mode where it's look. We can tell that there are positives. We can tell that you know. I, I even said this on Tuesday. I just felt that the atmosphere around the place felt like a, a bit of a weight had been lifted. Mm. Um, I'm intrigued to see how that translates into an on-field performance, regardless of any change or no change in the tactics, however it may turn out to be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll definitely see on Saturday. Uh, Let's talk about the team that Rising will be facing, El Paso Locomotive. Uh, They have not been doing well, (laughs) to put it bluntly. Uh, They're winless in in their last six games. Uh, They're seventh in in the West with uh, only seven games to play. And that's the key kind of fact that I have to throw out there because El Paso is basically playing for their playoff lives. There's no more time. You know, they rising have 10 games left. They they only have seven. So they really can't afford to lose any more points or any more games. Otherwise, they're looking at, you know, the end of the season. So I I feel like they're going to come out motivated. We definitely saw... The, both sides of the coin when it comes to El Paso a few weeks ago when they when they faced Colorado, they came out flat in the first half. They gave up four goals, but uh, three goals, I believe. And then uh, in the second half, by I don't know what kind of miracle happened in that locker room, but they came out guns blazing and they were able to tie the game and ultimately got the point. So we see both sides of how El Paso can play. El Paso came uh, to rising and, and you know kind of give them a, some trouble as well. So. Rising can't afford to take this team lightly, and they're definitely talented, but they're also shaky. So it's just like, what do you what do you do with this? <laughs> yeah, and it's it's something that look for all the talk we've had about rising off the field, El Paso has had it off the field as well. You mm-hmm. only have to look at what was happening at the end of last month in terms of Sebastian Velasquez leaving, in terms of Richie Ryan asked to stay away from training because discussions over his contract renewal had broken down mm-hmm. and things were getting so bad that there was Indy 11. This is reports now from El Paso that Indy 11 had tried coming in for him uh, and that the club pushed that back, but then again, they were still telling Richie to stay away from training. This is a guy who's been there since 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, according to a lot of the reports, he was offered a, a lower contract than he's ever been paid while he was at El Paso. Like so 30%, that caused some, right? Like a that caused of some ructions there. Yeah, he yes. finally gets brought back in. It seems that they came closer together. So yes, they've had some tough teams lately, as Scott's saying, but there's been stuff going on off the field as well. Also mm-hmm. worth noting, Velasquez, of course, is a really big attacking threat. They also lost Diego Luna prior to that, of course, quite a way prior, but that's another big player starting off the season and last year who was really dangerous for them. They just don't have at their disposal. So... There's a lot of things going on. There are some positives as well to take. I mean, you look at Luis Solignac. He is a very good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, if, if you work out his expected goals per 90, it's over 0.5. I believe it's 0.58. So that's that's very good. Yeah. Uh, when, when you're a striker who's creating chances that should net you, on average, a, a goal every other game, that's that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't, can't knock that in a centre forward. But... Other players around there, there are a fair few. Dylan Mares is all right. Nick Hines at a left back. He's a good chance creator. Uh, Cristiano Francois, a guy that Rising fans probably have heard of from his time at Reno, but he's a bit of a USL journeyman. He's played for, I think, seven clubs now. Mm. But the Haitian is pretty good on the wing. Uh, I mean, even Emmanuel Sanupe has kind of been in and out and in and out, and I don't know whether he's going to be about or not. Uh, but he's also a pretty decent uh, creator of 
what should be turning into assists. So I don't know if we'll see him or not, but he's all right. And then there are other players as well. I mean, Yuma was mentioned in here. Yuma, is he fit to play for them? He actually didn't miss the last game due to injury. He missed it due to a yellow card accumulation. So he should be good to go uh, from, from best I understand. But he's not quite the humor of old, but a lot of stuff does go through him still in that midfield. Expect the passes to be going through him. He's one of the top players on the team in terms of passes per 90. And his accuracy is pretty decent as well, I believe. Right around 92% or so. So maybe not the most adventurous passes, but the, he, <laughs> the ball's going through him. The ball's going through him quite a lot. Yeah, there's a reason they're still in the playoff race. They're they're a good team. It's just a lot of the off the field stuff is, you know, maybe catching up to them. One thing to note as well is that they do have a lot of veterans in the team, but they also have a really, really young players as well that join the team. And even though they're young, they they are dangerous. You know, uh, we saw them, I think last time when they faced Rising, they had like a 16-year-old or 15-year-old take the field. So, you know, they, they give chances to their kids, you know, and, uh, you know, that's where you can see where Diego Luna came out as well. So they definitely take their academy into account and make sure to integrate them into their first team. So uh, something to note as well. So, yeah, you know, not not a team you can take lightly. And again, they only have seven games left in their season. They're looking to, you know, get get higher up in the standings and make sure that they get that W, especially at home. So, you know, what else I'd note in there is that they are a team. It's kind of hinted by the fact that Yuma picked up his yellow cards to get a suspension. Uh, they're a team that are quite physical now. There's good physical and there's bad physical. For any of you who watched that game against San Diego for El Paso, at times it was crossing into bad physical. It was not necessarily about fouling and making your presence known. It was about bad fouls. Bad fouls that were creating yellow cards where they weren't needed. There were a lot of times where they would go to ground and it was just completely unnecessary. And they're picking up yellow cards for that in the first half. That's just pointless. Because somewhere down the line, you may well find yourself in a position where you need to commit a tactical foul that's going to result in you picking up a yellow card. All of a sudden, you've got to be careful. And the only reason you've got to be careful is because you went sliding in on a stupid challenge. There was absolutely no need to go to ground on. And you picked yourself up a card for that. So if they can cut down on those, that would be... Mm-hmm. That would be a positive for them because, again, there's nothing wrong with being a physical side. Yeah. You've just got to be smart about it and not pick up stupid yellow cards. Yeah, yeah, because that definitely puts you at a disadvantage, you know, especially if you start picking up those early yellows, you know, and you don't want to get into that sort of trouble. All right, Owen, let's talk about the lineup that we may see on Saturday. I know this is a fun game for everybody because we have no idea what's going to happen. Absolutely uh, none. <laughs> the one person I do want to see, the one player that we haven't seen in a very long time that I do want to be given an opportunity is Ryan Flood. He hasn't been featured in either the starting 11 or the 18 in a very long time. So I think he's one of those players that I feel like Juan Guerra will say, hey, I know you haven't played in a minute. Let's see if we can get you out on the field, get you some reps. And hopefully he can become a part of the team like he was before, you know, a key, a key, maybe, you know, coming off the bench at least. And mm-hmm. that way he's able to to create any sort of impact. Do you have someone that in mind that you feel can thrive a little bit more under Juan Guerra? I'd like to see Flood on, on the bench. I'm going to agree with you there. I want to see him on the bench for this game mm-hmm. just because I, I, look, I don't think he's going to be fit enough to go and start that game. It's been yeah. a while since we've seen him. Um, but I, I do feel as though we need to start seeing him moving back in the right direction. We need to see him available for selection and on the bench. But at the end of the day, I'm trying to think who else I would go for. Um, 
A lot of people are saying Repetto. They, you know, I, I, maybe, I, I wonder if this could spark a bit of a fire under Luis. I do yeah. wonder about this. I feel as though Luis, mm-hmm. it's not that he's been bad, but I feel as though we've seen those performances drop off a little bit. But now I, I feel like this could spark a fire in there. Also, comments in here about Repetto. I see like quite a bit. People want to see Repetto actually utilized. Now, I agree. I just feel that there's no way that he will replace uh, JJ Williams as the. Mm-hmm starting striker it just won't happen yep. now and the problem is is that of course richmond antwi is has really pigeonholed himself into that kind of super sub guy you throw on late when you need someone to just be sh- shooting shots at goal so how claudio fits into that i'm interested to see mm-hmm. i'm sure that saying that will get the usual jokes in the chat about putting him at center back but uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I would be interested to see if he could do something under yeah. the new management yeah another player that i'm kind of interested to see what's going to happen is greg hurst you know he started off the the season pretty well you know kind of carried the team through the first month at least of the season and i don't know if he'll continue to be that number nine you know is he going to be moved out to the wing is he going to be a little bit more central that's the an intriguing question he's definitely talented at I feel like, you know, he's been done kind of wrong <laughs> these last few months because I don't think he either has been given the opportunity. I, there was one game in particular. He only got like 12 touches the entire game like mm-hmm. that. It, that's not a player that you can give that amount of uh, touches and expect to be successful. He has to be involved with the team and the creation of, of chances. So I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued what's going to happen with him, too. Yeah. And, and I mean, look, it's a problem that doesn't just extend to Greg Hurst. We saw JJ Williams really struggle for touches in the game in Orange County. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was more a byproduct of just the way the team is playing yep. than anything else. Now, what would intrigue me with Greg Hurst is that if we do see one move to more of that kind of free for free almost shape that he used more in Oakland, is that the two, I guess the easiest way to call them would be almost wingers, but they're not really. They're more, they're narrower. They're mm-hmm. narrower, the uh, the forwards, the favorites, the wide. They're narrower than, than true wingers. And therefore, could Greg Hurst see perhaps a bit more playing time in that role that's almost somewhere between a mm-hmm. winger and the number 10, which the number 10 kind of role being something that, or a second striker being what Rick ultimately was describing Greg as yeah. by the end. Um, I, I'm just intrigued to see, could he fit into that kind of a role that's more in keeping at least mm-hmm. with what we've, had described to us as Greg yeah. Hurst's better position. For sure. Uh, do you see anybody not being part of this new kind of regime, I'd say? You know, I could definitely see Johnny maybe just not seeing the field, you know, at least for a very long time. But I know maybe there's I, has, there has to be some sort of rotations, but I just don't know if he's that guy under the, under the system. I'm not sure if he's that guy under any system in this league. That's <laughs> no, no offense to him. <laughs> right? we, you, you, we know we know what my views have been all along. Look, I, mm-hmm. I think the thing about Lamin Jaune and whether he is someone who will stay at this club or play any significant role going forward, this is where it is to me, is that I didn't see anything in him. I don't think many other people saw much in him besides his pace. Rick apparently saw something in him. I mean, Rick honestly, if you would have asked me what was his best moment this season, is that almost goal in Louisville. That's the yeah, only when he then that... hit it straight at the goalkeeper. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's the I... best we've seen. You know, the cross mm-hmm. is not great. You know, I'll be blunt about that. But maybe he just needs an opportunity. You know, another one. But we'll see. I don't know. I don't I... know because it's, it's not just under this manager and it's not oh, under the now former manager and all of that. It, it's his 
career effectively in the professional level has been mm. very mediocre. So that that's where I'm thinking on that. I don't necessarily see. I don't know. Bonnie, with a good question, who do you see as our back three for our defense? I feel as a Musa Farrell easy starting to. To me, I, I understand that people won't want Kev Lambert drop back, mm-hmm. but I feel that unless a new signing comes in as a center back, I feel yeah. as though Kev Lambert will drop back if you have to play a back three. Yeah, yeah, I agree as well. Yeah, some interesting uh, choices, or I'm sorry, uh, you know, things that Juan Guerra has to kind of go over with this team because it, it it's like a chessboard. You know, you have a lot of players that can do a lot of things. I'm 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 really curious to see where Babu lines up. You know, is he going to be played as a kind of like that winger role that's just bombing down the side, or is he going to be more up the field like he he was under the the end of uh, Rick's tenure? So it's interesting. We're going to see Saturday, and hopefully, whatever system is out in the field is able to to perform and you know get that W. So. All right. Uh, Owen, let's take a quick break and talk about our friends at OG's Brands. Uh, we do have free stuff for you. I think we that's all we do here. Uh, free stuff for you. If you guys enter the Flavoring Life Sweepstakes, you guys can win three bags of OG's bags, uh, including orange creamsicle and tropical flavor, and OG's hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. And that's by entering the Flavoring Life Sweepstakes. And you can end up like Derek here. Derek actually popped up on my feed. He was at some event, and I followed some other... Uh, influencer and he was there so uh, Derek's just everywhere you know Mr. Worldwide right there he's taking Pitbull's job but Derek uh, is our influencer isn't he that is true that is true uh he does it all he does like wrestling baseball like dang uh but anyway back to the sweepstakes you guys can go sign up at gophnx.com or click the link in our show notes to uh to join the sweepstakes and you can also check out OG's online by going to their website ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at OG's Brands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. And remember, you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Whew. All right, Owen. Let's talk about the USL because it's All always right. fun in the USL. Uh, great games is. this weekend, of course. I think the biggest game this weekend has to be this El Paso Rising game. But what other games kind of catch your attention uh, the, this weekend? So El Paso Rising is probably the biggest game. And I'll tell you why. Because... Oakland winning in San Diego in midweek has really put the pressure on Phoenix now going into this mm-hmm. game. There are too many teams around Phoenix that are still gaining points from now. Oakland are, I believe, four points ahead of Rising, having played two games more. Mm-hmm. That's not great. That yeah. That's... You can catch that. Of course you can, especially when you've still got them to play down the line, although I do fear that that one will be a game much like Wednesday where I'm not sure that I see Oakland coming out with less than a point. Um, I mean, Michael put money on San Diego. You should listen to me then, shouldn't you, Michael? <laughs> I told you to put money on Oakland to win or draw. And what did they do? They won. Um, but it, that's the problem really is that ultimately the season is really ticking down now rising has the talent to do it but they really have to step up now when they're playing teams especially this kind of weekend when you got el paso who are a team that are right in the mix themselves you can't Mm -hmm. drop points to them Uh, in terms of other games this weekend that are of interest let's take a look detroit city going to charleston battery they should you'd have thought win that game but if they drop points they're still leaving the door open for Tulsa to try and get up there and catch up Tulsa of course lost to Hartford yesterday 
Um, in other games here, Vegas lights against RGV Toros. So if Vegas can can keep winning, uh, much like they did last weekend when they played Sacramento, this is also a problem for Rising because that sixth spot is going to start pulling away. Mm-hmm. And right now, I don't know. It's 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 really really not looking good. If that sixth spot starts to pull away, yeah. Um, and other games as well. Monterey Bay against LA Galaxy too. I mean, a lot of these are games that you have to look to for from a rising perspective, mm-hmm. simply because these are teams around and they need to drop points. Orange County going to Tampa Bay. You'd imagine that Tampa Bay should win that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but one that I'll circle. Sacramento should win against Oakland, probably, yeah. but it's still a rivalry game. Never count them out. Yeah. And this Oakland team, the way they're currently feeling, I'm really not counting them out on anything. Yeah. The way they were playing yesterday, man, they, they were playing like someone really, really hurt them, you know, and they showed on the field. So they're, they're out there trying to prove people wrong. And, you know, I think the best result for them would be to make the playoffs and have rising not make the playoffs and they can certainly affect that by continuing to get these wins uh the one that i'm looking at is is monterey you know the along phoenix rising they're the the team with the lowest amount of games so far this season so they have the most amount of games left so the way that they've been playing i feel like rising needs to really keep an eye on them because you know they they have the same points and they do have a game coming up later this season, so that's going to matter as well. So it's just, you know, keep an eye on Monterey, man. They've been really turning it around, and Rising needs to, you know, get their Ws as well, but also keep an eye on the rearview mirror because these guys, they're coming uh, they're coming fast. So keep an Absolutely. eye on Absolutely. And, and Frank Gallup's boys are proving themselves to be no mugs. Um, they are losing some games that maybe they need to get results in to keep the foot on the gas but they they're there to play spoiler at the moment and yeah. not even just that they may just about sneak in cuz it's such a mess yeah. <laughs> everyone chasing that seventh playoff spot it is such a mess right now at yeah. the bottom of the west this is this isn't the east that's, that's different from the east yeah <laughs> the east is like everyone is battling for position mm-hmm. with the exception maybe of detroit who are half but only half looking over their shoulder at FC Tulsa. Yeah. Um, pretty Eight much every, everybody else just knows what's happening, and they're, they're battling for who they're going to play in the first round. Yeah. I agree with Pat here. It says, Oakland played angry like an ex-girlfriend trying to key Rising's car. Yep, exactly. That's, well, then that's they, they tweeted the comment about knowing they're, uh, they know they're north. Mm, there you go. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Phoenix San Diego first round. Oh, we'll see. That'd be an interesting one as well. But yeah, the the West is a mess. So you know, it's going to be a bloodbath these these last few games of the season. I was about uh, to start commenting on who I'd want Rising to play in the first round, and then I realized maybe we shouldn't have that discussion and just focus on them. seeing if they can actually get in first. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's hold off on that talk a little bit. No, don't want to be all like Lakers and they, you know. <laughs> Oh, uh, we want we want to play the Suns in the first round. <laughs> no, let's not. Yeah, let's not be like the Lakers fans, especially the old yeah. ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Owen. Let's take a quick break and talk about our friends at DraftKings. So college football is right around the corner. Uh, some teams have already started playing. So if you guys haven't yet, uh, make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now in order to be able to take part of the of the betting that's going on. So when you guys use promo code PHNX. You can bet just $5 on uh, on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly, and that's with Coach, Coach PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. So we'll see. We'll see how ASU and U of A is doing. I was listening to some sports talk today. Uh, you know, I try to do that sometimes just to kind of 
because you know Sean and and all the rest of the guys they're they're all the ASU guys, so I, I try to keep up with them. But apparently, there's some going on with like the the divisions. I don't know if Sean can enlighten us here in the comments, but some stuff with the Pac-12 and the Big 12 and all that stuff. I'm still trying to learn learn the college football stuff, but yeah, it's uh it's gonna be an interesting season from ASU from what I hear. So, uh, but if you want to make some money, make sure to download the app and place your bet on all the college football games. It's fun. I feel like we've kind of stumbled upon what is just like the mainstream American sports version of just watching the U.S. soccer pyramid, mm. whereby all these things just slowly eat themselves. <laughs> uh, I mean, the question really is that, and, and this is the question to the chat, I want to know, please give us who your closest comparison conference-wise is to NISA. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah the chat, be please. Tech rising this year, says Reese. Uh, the PHNX <laughs> Sports Spot says everything is a mess and is essentially the moral of the story. There you go. That's what uh, I got. So, uh, yeah, Scott, thank you so much. 18 watchers, seven likes. Come on, y'all. Help us out. Give us some likes here. We really appreciate them. All right, Owen, let's uh, wrap up the show and talk about the Champions League. Of course, Real Madrid took the, the trophy last year, beating Liverpool, Liverpool in the final. It was a good final. Um, were you able to catch catch it live, or were you just watching what happened with the groups afterwards? No, no, I didn't watch the draw today. But I tell you what, I'm currently confused, Ramon. I need a little bit of help here because I'm currently on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I'm I trying to find. I'm trying to find the odds for the uh, the winner here, and I can't find Man United on the list. Can you just give me a bit uh, of a? Can you just point me in the right direction here? Because I can't find the odds for Why'd them. Why'd you go there? Why'd you go there? <laughs> <sighs> anyway. Yes, Manu did not make it. Yeah, and Ronaldo's <laughs> trying to leave the team so he can play Champions League. Yes, everything's cool. Uh, the PHNX Sports unbiased bot says, what are Chelsea's odds to win the Champions League? What are uh, Chelsea's odds to win the Champions League? They're currently uh, plus 1,400. Not too bad. You know, mm. they can make it. I'm currently counting the zeros a minute on another one here. There is a reference to Josh Cohen here in Europe, which is true, uh, mm-hmm. with Maccabee Haifa. I, I'm let me count the zeros on their odds to win. <laughs> I don't know. Um, one, two, three. Too many. They're plus a hundred thousand. Jesus uh, Christ! So if you think that Maccabee Haifa, are gonna... Maccabee Haifa, yeah, Israeli Israel, league right? team, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk They're about right that down. for a second. But so Josh Cohen played in Rising for a year, right? And then he went to Sacramento mm-hmm. and he got that transfer in 2019. How insane is that that you jump from USL to Israel, mm-hmm. Israel, and then now you're in the Champions League? I don't think I remember an Israeli. You, uh, you'd be you'd league. be intri- you'd be intrigued in some ways about the uh, USL to Israel pipeline. Uh, Kevin Freiter also did it at one point, headed yeah. over to Israel. So it, it's it's an option that's there. I, I'm intrigued to see uh how exactly they do in in the group stage it's not something that they typically see a lot of occasionally maccabee tel aviv will get there but yeah, yeah Bob, it, bobby it's... next year has a good comment you know mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah we'll see we'll see I, I like to see that you know i think he was um i have a list here who is it it's 10 american players that are playing in the champions league this year so that's pretty good um you have uh, Cameron Carter Vickers with Celtic, uh, Gio Reyna with Dortmund, of course, McKenny Des with uh, Juventus and Barcelona, Pulisic uh, with uh, Chelsea. So, yeah, good good amount of players there. Uh, Rangers, you know, they beat PSV yesterday, so knocked out 
Eric Gutierrez and PSV. So no extra Mexicans, only three Mexicans this year. Well, actually four, actually, if Sporting can get it going. But uh, it's interesting. But uh, looking at the groups, Owen, who are you, you know, kind of what, what's the group of death? I think oh. that's the key question that everybody wants to know. I think the group of death I had, if I'm remembering it correctly, was group C. Um, yeah, I agree Not necessarily that. because the teams are on top. Um, Barcelona aren't, of course, but there's mm. just big names. And whenever you see a group that has Bayern Munich, Barcelona, and Inter Milan, it's... That, that's tough. That's tough. I feel sorry for uh, Victoria Plus. <laughs> I don't know how the hell I say that. I'm just butchering it. I'm sure. Victoria's Len. The, uh, yeah. the uh, Czech team there. I, I'll look it up. If anyone knows how to say it, please send us a video saying it. Um, but uh, yeah, oh, I like Czech team down there. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> Here's the thing. I mean, I think all three of the other teams that are in that group have to go there. So I think that's pretty cool for the people there. You know, they get to experience Barcelona and Bayern, you know, visiting their town and, you know, putting seven goals past them. But. Yeah, it should be fun, but I don't know if they put that many goals past them. Look, these, some of these places, some of these places are not fun to go to. Yeah, they're in the champions for a and reason. You now. guarantee, you guarantee now that those fans will not give them an easy ride. Mm-hmm. You know that, and it's this isn't like uh, you know the NBA where they'll all be like booing because and then start clapping because the thing tells them up on top to start clapping or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is in America, right? This is this is yeah. No, I can definitely see that. Yeah, this sure. is like people's team buses getting bricked as they show up to the stadium at midnight. Like yeah, that. all that good stuff. Yeah, um, but yeah. yeah, in that Group C, you got a uh, Lewandowski uh, returning to Bayern. So I think you know FIFA maybe a little rigging, you know, or UEFA. I mean, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, group A has a uh, Ajax, uh, Liverpool, Napoli, and Rangers. I think that uh... one could be fun. You know, I don't know if Liverpool is as good as they've been the past five years. So that one could be fun. It could be, and a lot of young players at Ajax. Uh, you look at mm-hmm. Na- Napoli. I mean, well, I mean, Ajax for for a start are always a team that just seems to produce uh, yeah. some really talented youngsters and or bring in talented youngsters and make them mm-hmm. better. Rangers haven't been there for uh, a while in the Champions League. Like which, uh, years or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's because they uh, they went bust, didn't they? They uh, <laughs> for anyone yeah, who didn't follow that. along with that, uh, Rangers effectively went into uh, liquidation. They were so cash-starved, and uh, oh, someone kind of bought. Well, they created a new club, transferred the assets to this new club, mm. and then, as a result, were dumped back into the fourth tier in Scotland. Oh, so uh, they've made quite the climb. Uh, obviously, a team mm-hmm. that have links to to Orange County uh, for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think that I don't think there's any way that Rangers get out of that group, really, if I'm perfectly honest. Yeah. Um you get some of the other groups though, and I mean group B, what Porto, Atletico, Leverkusen, and Club Bruges. Yeah. Uh it's... I don't think Porto always gets out of their group, you know, but they can never get past the first round of uh, the knockout stages. So I could see them definitely moving on. Uh Atletico, you know, Cholo and all the rest of the, the Atleti players are always tough to play. So I think maybe those two get out of it, that group. So mm-hmm. then you look at some of the others here. So you've got group D with Eintracht Frankfurt, Tottenham Hotspur, Sporting Lisbon. Is it Sporting Lisbon? No, Sporting Tottenham. Sporting. Sporting. Oh no, actually, yeah, yeah. Sporting. No, right. we're, we're, we're all getting we're all getting very lost here. Um <laughs> and, and Marseille. Marseille is gonna be fun, man. They got a lot of, they got a good squad there. So that that group D that's gonna have a lot of games. I feel so. 
Uh, but yeah, Group B, Milan, Chelsea, uh, Salzburg, and uh, Dynamo. Um, that's That one's fun as well. Real Madrid, I think, came out with the easiest group. <laughs> so I think we're going to see them in the knockout stages. Well, Leipzig, uh, Shakhtar, and Celtic. Yeah, I mean, the question for me is who gets out of that besides them? Because Leipzig, of course, are a team that have kind of caused some problems in the past. Shakhtar are not playing at home. Of course, they're, you know, it surprises nobody the team Poland, that's right? actually from the east of Ukraine. Uh, and even before this current round of hostilities had had to yeah. move to Kiev. And now instead they're having to play their games in Warsaw, uh, in yeah. Poland. So and I think uh, Shakhtar actually it. beat Real Madrid last last year. So they they, they got put, put together in the same group. Sh- Shakhtar are a very interesting group, uh, interesting team as a whole. They they did all right in the Europa League uh, for a few mm-hmm. years back as well. So it's quite they a few teams there. I mean, you look besides that, Man City, Sevilla, uh, Dortmund, and and Copenhagen. They just wanted Holland to go back to Dortmund, you know, kind of show off there. Yeah. So. And did some rigging there. Sevilla will be interesting. Um, you know, they're, they're always a tough group in the Europa League, but, you know, champions, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And then uh, Group H, PSG, Juventus, Benfica, and Maccabi, uh, Haifa. So, yeah. Uh, I don't. I think Benfica will actually get out of that group and not Juventus. So PS, PSG and them. So And then uh, Josh Cohen sitting at the bottom of the group. You think he'll play? Hope he plays. I'll watch that game. Because, because he'll play. We'll see. We'll He's see. like Israeli player of the year. Mm. gotta watch some of Israeli games you know I gotta wake up <laughs> so so. alright yeah we'll see what happens with the Champions League I think this is the last year with this current format so it's uh, I think next year it's gonna gets a little wonky or something but we're gonna have more teams but we'll see we'll see wow, what when's the Super League kicking in you know everyone's hey, favorite the topic Premier League is already doing it I was reading something about that they, there's no transfer bans or what's it called fair play anymore you know they just buy whatever yeah, fin- financial fair play is just going uh after it started catching certain teams out, of course. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But yeah, it should be fun. Champions League is always a good time. And you guys can always bet on it on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So, but you can't bet on Man United to win it. <sighs> Why? Why do you got to do this? Why do you got to do this to me? All right, y'all. That's pretty much it for us today. Uh, but before we wrap up, we do want to give another shout out to one of our newest sponsors, which is More Furniture. So we're excited to uh, show you all the new offers that's getting uh, ready right now. And uh, you guys, uh, you know, it was thanks to More More Furniture that helped us out with setting up the entire office. So shout out to them. And you guys can check them out for their Labor Day sale at morefurniture.com, morefurniture.com. That's their website. Check them out, support them because they're supporting us, man, and taking care of us. And hopefully we can go back to the office soon and do a show from there. Because again, we don't remember the last time we did a show from, <laughs> from the office. So uh, Bonnie says, going to miss you guys Ooh. when the World Cup starts. Hmm. I don't know. We're still going to be around. Hmm. Sure. One hmm. of us may be in Qatar, but. Hmm. Reporting at what, 3 a.m. <laughs> from over there? <laughs> No, we got to pay you. For uh, All right, we yeah. look, uh, score predictions. We haven't given score predictions. Come on, oh, we got to do it. The chat's going off with this. So, uh, 2 1 rising. Oh, I'm going to go. T- I like 2 1. I like 2 1. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good call. 2 1. I'm, I'm sticking with that as well. 
Three one says uh fire shots here. Michael says four two rising. Scott says two zero rising. Look at that. Okay, a lot of positive. Four nil Phoenix. Says yeah. That's a bit bold. I'm not so you know what, actually I'm gonna correct. I'm gonna correct it, right? I'm not gonna go with two one. I'm gonna move it off. I'm gonna go three two. Three two. Oh, it's gonna be a fun game. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Back and forth. Jose just wants two goals. He doesn't care about the score or anything. He just wants two goals. So so hopefully there's they're rising goals, but yeah. Uh, all right, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us. Shout out to our producer, Sean, for he- helping us out today. Always appreciate that. Uh, yeah, we will be back on Saturday. We're going to be reporting live from El Paso, Sun City, El Chuco, what they call it. Hopefully get some Chico's tacos, some good stuff over there. Um, we'll see if Owen can. I'll grab a video of Owen, you know, eating some uh, Chico's tacos there. You know, we'll, we'll hook him up. So should be fun. Anything else, Owen, before we wrap up? No, I think, yeah, just. Looking forward to this weekend now. Finally back to football after a almost two-week spell without it. That's true. That's true. All right, y'all. If you haven't yet, make sure to follow us on Twitter, phnx underscore underscore rising. We'll be uh, showing our adventures over there in El Paso. So make sure to join us there so you can be up to date with what we do. And also, to wrap up, little fun fact. Did you know that Phoenix used to be called Pumpkinville? I did not know that until today. Wait, where on earth did you just pull that from? <laughs> just saying, I was waiting on it, so this is the perfect time to drop it. You've just been that. sitting on that the whole I'm show. Up the entire time, yeah. So with that, we're going to wrap it up, and we will see you on Saturday. <laughs> Take care, y'all.